0: Cook, and welcome to the podcast series victim to victory this series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to go on to become victorious now they are inspiring and supporting others to do the same and today we have got a superstar amongst us my friends we have got a let me I tell you what let me read you her bio because her bio is going to blow your mind she's such an inspiration her story will touch your heart and motivate you to become a better person and I'll tell you her name in just a moment when we bring her on and her name um uh, she's a lifelong lover of all things health and wellness. And she goes from making avocado masks, I love this, in her teens, to finding the weight room in college. She's all the way from Portland and she has always been on a quest for better health. Now, in her mid 30s, after several stressful life events, and I'll let Kelly flag explain that to uh to you all uh we've got um today she's very healthy and happy and i want you to come along on her journey i want you to draw inspiration from this amazing empowering entrepreneur driven heart-centered lady kelly flag welcome to the victim to victory podcast series
1: Thank you so much, Tracy. I'm so excited to be here. And I just love sharing this story and message with people because I know that my story honestly is not unique. (laughs) It's dramatic, but not unique.
0: (laughs) I am so inspired about you. Please let our audience get to know who you are, where your story kind of starts and how you've overcome what you've overcome because it's absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly, for me, the story starts with a divorce. I mean, as so many stories do, right. Um, I was in my early thirties, had a very young son. My son was two years old and I had spent the previous 10 years building a family business with my husband. And then one day he asked me for a divorce. And so my entire life changed in the snap of a finger, right? I, I moved, I lost my partner. I lost my business partner. I lost my business. You know, I was sort of just like out here in the world all of a sudden and had to recreate my life. Um, and that landed me in an, in a corporate position. I am so thankful for this job and anybody who's ever gone through a major life change and had to try to figure out how to support themselves during that life change has probably made similar decisions, right? Where I wasn't necessarily following my heart or my passion. I was following my wallet, which was a necessity at the time. Um, And I was blessed with this, this great job, but something happened over the next five years as I started to live that corporate life. Um, And I say corporate, I actually was, I was in a commercial construction environment. So I was um, in a a very rugged environment. I was in a very emotionally taxing environment and I was responsible for a lot. I I was an HR and safety director. So, you know, what that looked like to me (laughs) and, and any moms out there will understand this, I was living life, what I call right to the edge of the page. And, and I mean, I was up before the sun. I was dropping my son off, like screeching in on two wheels to the daycare, kicking him out. The second the daycare worker showed up, I was rushing to work and I was always late because construction starts at at ungodly hours in the morning so early. So I was always late. So I was always too early to daycare, too late to the office. (laughs) I was all over the place. And I really just felt like, you know, I'd run to the gym at lunchtime. I'd, I'd rush back to the daycare. I'd be late picking him up. We'd have to eat fast. I'd throw him in the bathtub, throw him in bed. I'd fall on the floor. And then I'd do it all over again the next day. And what is interesting about this is, I think, from the outside, it looks very different than what it felt like from the inside. From from the outside, it looked like I had this fabulous income. I had a new a new life partner. I had a, a, a significant other who we lived with. We have a beautiful home. We had a beautiful boat in the marina. You know, we had new cars. We had all the things. We had our vacation home, and so I think from the outside, it kind of looked like we had it all together. <laughs> It was killing me. It was absolutely killing me. And the things that created stress for me were that there wasn't time for my family. My son was struggling in school. I was getting constant phone calls from his father, from the school, from all over the place. And I, like, there was no physical way to be present to, to even re- observe what was happening. Um, I wasn't really eating that well. I wasn't really taking care of my sleep. You know, I think there were a lot of pieces that were sort of falling apart. And when you live right to the edge of the page like that, there's there's not a lot of room for something to go wrong Mm. without the whole house of cards falling down. (laughs) 100%. And I think
0: so many of our audience, especially as busy moms, when we're trying to wear all those hats, and be all those things and like you said from the outside there's probably people thinking oh wish I was her I wish I had all the things that she had yeah. but we never know when we're sitting next to somebody on the bus or the train or a, a co-worker or whatever we just can't predict what that person is actually going through internally can we because oh, there's no. all these people walking around juggling and struggling that's what I like to call it and we judge right we judge yeah. those people and we judge ourselves for it as well so sure. where did you where did you pivot from there
1: well you know as with any story there's always there's always a part where your hero has a crisis right <laughs> there's always a turning point and um for me that was an injury so this house of cards was all built on me being able to maintain my physical health. I've, I've, my degree is in sports medicine, my background from way back. I went to college for exercise and, and my background was in helping people get healthy. And that had always been very important to me. And, um, in 2015, I went to uh, an exercise class at lunchtime. Like I always did went back to my desk, sat down for two hours. Right. So that's not good. I stood up to walk to the printer and, and I couldn't stand up. Mm -hmm. I I actually went to stand up. I got halfway stood up and I realized that my leg would not straighten and I could not stand up straight. And I sort of limped to the printer (laughs) And, and my, my boss at the time saw me and she was like, are you okay? And of course I, you know, I squeaked out a yes, I'm fine. And I sort of dragged my leg with me (laughs) because you can't tell anybody it. it, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was okay to say I wasn't fine. Um, I snuck off to my car. I went home early and, and by that weekend I was in the emergency orthopedic clinic and, you know, for me, that was a, that was a changing life moment. Um, and it, and it wasn't instant, right. At first I did what most people do. I thought, Oh, we'll just fix this. we will just fix it. (laughs) We'll just go to physical therapy for five minutes and it'll be fine. Um, but that pain lasted off and on from, from February till August. And in August, I, I finally, I had this opportunity to travel for, uh, for an event. Now I have a side business in health and wellness that I had started in 2014, you know, cause I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> I started a side business because <laughs> you know, that's what we do. Yeah, busy people <laughs> we people get busier. We just get busier. And, um. So I was invited on this leadership conference and I remember calling my mom from the, from the airplane before the airplane took off. And I remember saying to her, I don't want to go on this trip. My back hurts. My leg hurts. I'm exhausted. Like my son was with my parents, which felt like the wrong thing. You know, I just, nothing about going on this trip was, was resonating with me. And I really didn't want to go, but I was already on the plane. I'd already paid, um, I remember being really grumpy and being like, who goes to Green Bay in the summer anyway? Like, why am I doing this? (laughs) And um, no offense to anybody who lives in Green Bay. Actually, (laughs) I loved that trip. But I really like, I was so grumpy. I did not want to be there. Um, So what I had decided on the plane was like, all right, I have this three-day window. I've already paid for the hotel. I'm just going to go sleep. That was in my head, legitimately, that was my decision. I'm gonna go to Green Bay and I'm gonna sleep for three days and then I'm gonna go home and start this craziness all over again. I cannot, cannot, cannot tell you how powerful the next three days was. The very Mm -hmm. first night, one of my girlfriends at the event said, you have to go tonight. She looked me right in the eyes. She said, I will drag you there. I will put you in a wheelchair and take you there. She's like, you cannot miss tonight. I thought I don't know who this guy is that she thinks I need to listen to, but I, and you know of course you get kind of you get kind of grumpy when you don't feel good. <laughs> it wasn't very nice. <laughs> I like to tell people I was not very nice about this, but I went, and about halfway through the first night, this speaker, who who I absolutely love. Now I'd never heard him before. I had no idea who this man was but he started telling this story about how we unpack our bags in places that we don't intend to stay. And then we get stuck there because we're unpacked there and it becomes our comfort zone. And he asked a question and I feel like he asked just me, not the other 600 people that were listening. I felt like he was asking me, have you unpacked in a place that's just good enough? Are are you hiding? behind your good life. And I can't tell you how many times I had used the term good job in the last six years. You know, I've got a good job. I've got a good this. And, and I was, it it resonated with me. Like I literally was like, Oh, like it all opened up for me where I realized that I, I was, I was running through this good enough life. And that there were so many more things that I wanted to do. And that there were so many things that were so much more important to me. And and i I don't necessarily believe it's okay if other people do, but I don't necessarily believe in like physical immaculate things. But what did happen for me over that next two days was a lot of stress was lifted off my shoulders. And by the time I went home, my back pain was actually gone for the first time in almost a year. And I remember walking through the airport on the way home, thinking to myself, wow, two things. One, I feel amazing and I don't want to go back to how I felt when I walked in. And then also a huge weight of the knowledge that I had to go change my life. (laughs) <laughs> and that I, you know, I always think with knowledge comes great responsibility, right? Now I know this and I have to change it. And so that for me was a huge inflection point. That was a moment where I just decided I have to change this and, and I have to change it for me, for my own health, for my family. Uh, there were just so many reasons, so many reasons, <laughs> And so many people walk around too, Kelly, don't they? And
0: they know that things have to change, but they don't know what to change. And they wait for that diagnosis or that prognosis and go, oh, why, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, so when we're faced with that kind of um, perspective, I call it the sliding door moment. So when yes. we're faced with, oh, my God, that just was speaking to me that was I just really heard and felt that that is so powerful and what most people do especially after event is go home and then just go about their dailies again right it's the (laughs) um it's the people that actually do want to change and make changes that actually take action after that and and make an impact like you have so where where did you go from there
1: Well, it was kind of wild how the next several months went. Um, I did go back. Obviously, I didn't go back and quit my job the next day because that's just irresponsible. Um, But I went back with a different knowledge, right? I already had a side business in the health and wellness field. So I made a commitment to stop overcommitting. In in my full time job because I think that's what us type A achievers do. We do things that people don't even expect us to do, and then we blame them that we worked too hard. Mm-hmm. And so I I stopped doing that. I I started giving more time to to my business. I I started doing my best to prioritize my family. Um, that is still that was still really hard just because of time at that at that point. Um, and then I came across a friend who needed some help in the fitness industry. She needed some help running. Um, she was looking for a general manager and I thought, you know what, this is my opportunity to jump. And so I did, I I went and worked with her for uh, a year and a half as I call it the bridge. That was my, my bridge time where I wasn't ready to be on my own yet, but I, I needed to make a shift. And you know, that year and a half was a time where my body healed I got really strong and started to feel good again. Um, I was able to reconnect with my, my love for teaching people health and and still have an income from outside, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. so that that shift was really important for me. And then it, a year and a half after that, I went out on my own. And now my passion, I mean, hearing that story, hopefully people understand why it is so important for me. To help women specifically, women specifically find room in their lives to take care of themselves before they get to that place that I was at. Because, you know, not everybody has the ability to, to shift their entire life or their career. Not everybody has the tools to do that. Um, but what I can give people is, is the tools to find room in their day to take care of themselves or at least identify what their priorities are. So if they choose not to do something, it's a a conscious decision not just letting the day run them. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. We have to run the day, not let the day run us.
1: (laughs) Right, right. So much easier (laughs) said than done.
0: (laughs) And when we're faced with those um, kind of decisions as well, when those decisions kind of present to us, and I like the way you explained it to be a bridge, it doesn't necessarily have to be your forever home. It just has to be a stepping stone before you actually make bigger changes. Because we all start down here on the bottom rut of the ladder. We have to kind of work up and work to it to make the massive changes as well. So we can't eat the whole elephant at once, can we? We just oh, have to take no. little bites until it gets us to our place of where we actually want to be. And you're in a space now where, you know, you're going on and empowering other people and um, they're learning through your story as well. And where where does that take you after that, Kelly?
1: Well, so when I chose to move out on my own, I knew right away that my focus was going to be on women, um, and, and families primarily because of another, uh, a, a part of my story, it's a little side twist, but I'm going to share it because it's so relevant. Um, I told you that my son was struggling in school and I was getting calls from school and calls from his father. And, uh, he has, he has ADHD. we are not quiet about that. We are very vocal and he's not shy about it. Um, But we didn't know that when he was six years old, right? All we knew was I have this amazing child who is in trouble every day at school and I have no idea why. And I was able to, because of my knowledge identify some foods that he was eating that were triggering his reaction to that um to that condition. And so we were able to change his diet and manage that quite a bit. Um you know I think I'm always looking for natural tools to help people and again I'm not a doctor so I can't tell you I can cure anything but what I can tell you is that there are definitely food triggers for different physical conditions and I remember him saying to me when he was seven years old, he came home from school and he said, mom, a lot of kids need you. Like, can you like a lot of kids need you to pack their lunch a lot? Like, and for him, it was gluten. And I remember him telling me like, mom, so-and-so really like, I don't know if they should be eating a sandwich. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But (laughs) have right. your son as well, Kelly, to, to recognize and have that vision that other kids can actually need those, do actually need those changes as well. So he's recognizing these things as well. So it's a ripple effect.
1: Well, and so that brings me to my passion, right? That made me realize that in order to really affect change on, on kids and on families, like we have to affect the mom because the mom is very often the one doing the shopping, doing the cooking, not always dads who cook and shop. You're amazing. We love mm-hmm. you. But, mm-hmm. but I think so much of the time that if we can educate the mom of the home and we can really make sure that they understand how to take care of themselves first. Right. Cause that's important that if we can teach a mom to have have some control over her mental and physical health and understand some basic things about food, we can affect the whole family. Because in that time, in that time of stress, if I had not been able to, to figure that out, I cannot even tell you how much stress that created and how much that changed when we had at least a tool, one of many, but at um, least a tool to help cope with what was happening. Um, and you know, for so many families, it's just, it's, it's simple things like, you know, someone in the family is overweight or somebody is struggling with a health condition or, you know, food, we make food so complicated in, in the world. There's so many books and so much information. And for the average person, it's very hard to figure out what you should and shouldn't do. And so I just... I'm so passionate about giving people sustainable real life tools based on their situation. Fantastic. And I, I really do. I'm going to say it again, how much
0: you're actually empowering and supporting others and using your story and your resources and what has worked and what hasn't and passing on that information, because that information is no good, just keeping it to ourselves. We can actually go out and help a lot more people as well. So what, um, What kind of message would you like to leave our audience on today, Kelly?
1: Oh, what a great question. Honestly, it's so simple. My message is that one, if you're in that place where the day is running you and you're right to the edge of the page, it is absolutely critical that you take a break, a breather and find ways within that day to take care of yourself. And The second message. So there's two, that's the first one. And the second one is that that doesn't have to be complicated, right? That it is sustainable. It can be small. It can be baby steps and that any step is better than no step. That
0: is absolutely fantastic. That is valuable golden nuggets from Kelly Flagg herself. She definitely knows her stuff. Her story is so inspiring. And I'm sure that if you are a corporate mum and you're juggling and struggling um, by Kelly sharing her story, I know that maybe you can just take a step back to take a step forward and just identify areas in your life that you may need to or want to take little steps towards changing as well thank you so much kelly for being brave to share your story we'll be sharing where to connect with you with our audience today you are so appreciated and you can find the victim to victory podcast series on youtube spotify apple and our facebook group Don't forget to subscribe, share and comment and help be the change that the world actually needs to see. And leave us a message as well. We'd love to hear from you what you got out of um, Kelly's story. So I want to leave you with a message, a very valuable message of step into your story, figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you.